Welcome back, everybody, to episode 164 of the Lookout Podcast. I am Mills. I am here with LJ himself. It is 2024, and we are back. We're so back. We're absolutely back. I love it. I'm so happy. There's so much good stuff happening in anime already, too, in 2024. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. But we're not here alone. Listen, we have a special co-host. This is the first time that we've had, legitimately, I'm calling you, like, the co-host, like, the third actual person he's like he's like rich the kid and amigos like he's like the unofficial <laughs> there you go come on there you go it's me it's sorry right. you know when it, when it comes to jjk i'm always down to talk about jjk of course you gotta you know, be i especially since i'm the, i feel like i'm the most lenient on jjk like i, I let all their bullshit slide <laughs> <laughs> I, I let it all slide uh well we got questions we all we all got we all got an anime like that yeah uh yeah this I, is I, true. I let them boys rock <laughs> listen true listen the world hates my anime so it can't even be worse than the existence i currently live in oh it's like, okay it's okay the 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 heel turn on jjk is coming next season oh you know what personally i feel like that's not gonna happen because i don't think it's gonna happen yeah people thought that about mha too people thought mha was gonna be perfectly fine I'm, I'm just going to say, just this is not a manga spoiler, but I'm going to say a lot of stuff that we got bombarded with or like that snuck up on us that didn't really make sense after watching this, there's a lot much needed clarity. Hey, listen, I'm not mad at it at all. I've had to watch it. I think what's the best thing about, especially when you watch an anime adaptation and a lot of stuff like that, seeing it all play, and especially how you watched it, because essentially you got to binge the entire thing. You didn't go week by week or anything. Have to deal with all the mappa craziness of like people not <laughs> being able to go home to their families to finish episodes and all this other stuff like that. To the mappa creators that, you know, that were in terrible working conditions and all that, Y'all did y'all damn thing. Y'all worked <laughs> hard as shit. Y'all really Amen. wanted to go home. <laughs> y'all nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah, smoked it. Um, so we're going to have Cyrus on for the next two episodes as we discuss JJK Shibuya incident. It's so big that we have to extend it to two episodes. And obviously, like even when you go through it, when we were going through this in the manga, this is like two years of this constant arc going back and forth. Like they're still in the city. Technically only three hours have passed. This is nuts. Um, with that said, I want to get a little bit of news. want to get a little bit of stuff beforehand. So people, as we return, want to get some breaking news that we're doing right here. Um, after we do the J actually, we got, we got something to buffer between JJK and the next thing that we do, but we're going back to talking a little bit more about animes especially more in depth and full term so want to let people know starting in february of course you can stay tuned for the actual date follow the lookout on twitter and instagram and just those two places to be honest with you um we will be going over full metal alchemist brotherhood in full starting in february multiple episodes fully in-depth guests um alchemy you know maybe uh 4pf greedling i mean maybe 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 maybe. um this is the anime that i feel like it's no risk if you walk into if someone play if someone played the first episode in like your granny or auntie's home she'd like take this shit off 
get this. Oh yeah, no, nah, definitely. Yeah, that's it's definitely getting that response. It's definitely sacrilegious. Uh, I don't know about this. Not not the sacrilegious, big war crimes. You know. Well, yeah, it, it, it starts it, like the first episode of like the first like you know quote unquote arc starts with I don't really believe in that guy shit. This shit, that guy shit. <laughs> yeah, your grandma so, gonna beat your ass, bro. Yeah, not in front of the big picture of Black Jesus. So no. Um, with that said, we're gonna be going over it starting next month so make sure you guys stay tuned to that and we got another big announcement that's going to come actually next episode so make sure you stay tuned to next episode because we got this year planned out i'm not gonna hold you we me jamal 80 we sat down we planned out majority of this year so we hold y'all down until at least a fall y'all y'all we're holding y'all down until at least a fall y'all gonna y'all gonna get it so it is what it is but we have to go into what we're talking about this episode it is jjk it is the Shibuya incident. It is... So I want to ask this question. I'm going to ask both of you guys. I want to ask Cyrus first, and then we go to Jamal. Um, without revealing too much about the Shibuya incident, is this arc peak JJK? Um, yes. I do think, like, if you liked what we got during the Kyoto like sort of arc um seeing everybody well i know it's gonna sound kind of like but everybody gets to like shine uh how everybody shined a little bit during that um the chaoticness of it all is also like something that's amazing um i'm gonna say yeah this is this is definitely like pjjk like and it doesn't stop being like this but i do think that like shibuya is the best of it yeah i i can agree um i think that i think that everything before the shibuya incident is just leading up to it like is this is like this is the you know we're at the peak of the mountaintop right now it absolutely and, is the shibuya incident is hinted in episode five of the show yeah you know like everything even gojo's past arc that there's there's little things there that ties into the shibuya incident um, actually, one of my favorite moments in the in this arc is uh, is really tied to that. Um, but then, as you know, for readers and people who have read on everything that comes after, though, is still the the direct result of everything that has happened. Now, it it, it has to be the peak because there is it, it legit the the story is so centered around this one incident, everything that happens before and everything that happens after. Um, and I think, man, listen, for this to be the peak, I mean, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> like this is this is a great peak uh, mm-hmm. of 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 you know your anime. So yeah, but overall, I think yeah, Shibuya incident is definitely peak JJK. I'm trying to block out the police sirens, but we're still here nonetheless. Nope, this is how we know the show is officially started. Um, well, <laughs> I'll stall for a little bit, but um, no, 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 it's okay. okay. It's we're, we're, we're back. We're back. I think. Oh. Um, just basically the combination to me this is kind of like if you watch euphoria season one this represents that carnival episode right like it's the episode mm-hmm. where all the kind of like running storylines kind of intersect for a moment all the all the you know chaoticness from the first season all the students from the first season all the villains from the first season then they all interact mm-hmm. and what you get is story you get action you get development you get stakes you get so many different things. And I think once this arc kind of came out, especially in the manga part, I really do feel like this is the part that really sold people on JJK. Like this is 
there's a lot of cool action that happens beforehand, but I still think people are still trying to like tap on like what this show actually was, um, or what this you know the story actually is. But once it kind of like once it all came together and made sense here, I think this is kind of like oh okay, this is really that lockdown moment. This is really like like that defining moment of the series, and everything else is kind of like after is kind of like building towards a resolution. Even with like hidden uh, hidden inventory. Um... This is like years of stuff like being bottled up and it's finally like pouring out in uh in this moment here. So that's why I feel like a hidden inventory is like really important. Um you see where it kind of like all starts and then like that's like 15 years ago or like, you know, however long what did, ago. And then what was your take on that arc? What was your take on that arc cuz we haven't got your take. I mean, me and me and Jamal have talked about it at length now, but what was your take kind of like watching it? Uh manga version, loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um it skips over some stuff, but I guess like they just didn't feel like it was important. Um and like I'm cool with that, honestly, uh cuz I still think it's fine. Anime-wise, shit, it's it's better than I thought it would ever be. Um and then like a lot of the JJK like, you know, the explanation or like you know the walls of text is a lot more digestible when you watch it like here so like um a lot of stuff that was happening during this arc i was just like oh okay like because you know that's gonna pan out to something that happens like a lot later okay so and i and i think that's the benefit of the anime adaptation and that's what makes a great story because not only does it happen i think the manga it this this arc does its best, especially the way it's animated and the way the story tells is it even unfurls some things that you don't even get in the manga. You get these anime original scenes or fights that are kind of extended even longer than they were in the manga. And so much more to kind of like really tell the story and kind of like get you from point A to point B without like losing it. Um, losing like what happened within the moment or having to infer some things that happen in the moment as JJK tends to do. JJK tends to move from one place to another and it's like, ah, figure out what happened between. But with that said, we start off this arc. Probably my, one of my favorite, we're going to do, it's just a little thing. The it's like that is still funny. It's just. <laughs> oh, it's forever funny. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think this is one of the things I think is like funnier in the manga because of kind of like the paneling is hilarious <laughs> yeah and all this other stuff like that so when it plays out in the show it's a little bit more like oh okay it, it, this is cool but it's like that is still fucking funny um but we get to the first thing that i want to talk about our first kind of like category of this i'm breaking this down into like kind of like moments of the show we're not going to go through like step by step but we'll get through everything nonetheless so this topic is called what the hell is mechamaru doing <laughs> You know, he th- he think he's an evil genius, but he's not that. You know, he he's he not that guy. You're not that. that guy, pal. You, you're not that guy. Yeah. You you kind of be got to be that <laughs> nigga to be that nigga. You feel me? Um, ah, uh, Mills, you oh, we when we talked about this, you gave uh, you gave like the perfect analogy for Mechamaro. I cannot remember what you said. It was so funny too. I forget too. It must be in our text somewhere, but it's in our uh, text somewhere. I'm gonna scroll. Yeah, scroll and try to find it. But Mechamaru, all right, so the essentially what they discover coming from the Kyoto Goodwill event arc is that there's a mole in the school and they center it down to only a couple people, and then they're like, okay, it's gotta be Mechamaru. He's the only one capable of being able to do this. He's the only one who can kind of move in rooms and not be seen or anything like that. It's gotta be Mechamaru. So we have this very interesting episode where they go. They're ready to crash in on Mechamaru. Mechamaru's not even there. <laughs> you, say, you, you say Mechamaru is pain, but less important. 
Oh, that's funny as hell. That's for show facts. <laughs> Pain, but less important, is so crazy. Damn, I'm low-key cracking myself up. I don't remember saying that at all, but that's fire of me. Shout out to past me. Um, <laughs> but so Muta, a.k.a. Mechamaru. I'm going to call him Mechamaru. His mama named him Mechamaru. He's been introduced as Mechamaru. I'm going to call him Mechamaru. Yeah. He's introduced to this entire thing, and he, it, it's... He's revealed as the mole who's been working with Ghetto and Mahito to pretty much give them information about Jujutsu High. In return, he's supposed to get his body transfigured back into being sexy cool. I'm assuming because, and we're all on the same line of thought, assuming why he wants to be reconfigured, right? Transfigured, right? Yeah, his body's fucked. Yeah. I thought it was just because he wanted to impress Miwa. <laughs> no, that's... Pull up a Miwa with a fresh body. <laughs> secondary but you are not wrong <laughs> he's like you know he pulls up with his uh you know what i'm saying he's like let me get some jerba jeans let me let me pull up ysl something along those lines he's <laughs> like i'm gonna really impress Miwa one day because he's like Miwa's the only one who's nice to him we've seen through all the jujitsu shorts they're <laughs> feeding him batteries and shit <laughs> they do not fuck with this guy man that's for good reason. I get, I get. Okay, so like, I get why he snitched or why he was a rat. <laughs> like, they don't fuck with him. He did not fuck with them. He was like, hey, like I'm about to go for self. He fucked this school. He was fake. Uh, you know what is it? Um, he was fake mysterious. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so, how 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 niggas are supposed to care about you if you acting like this? This this nigga thought he was. He thought he was early the weekend. Yeah, like come on, man. You and honestly, how you how are we supposed to care about you if you don't open up? Hey, he realized he was getting no girls with the body that he had. He said, "I want to be transfigured to do this binding vow thing." We back in, <laughs> we back in action. Um, but as soon as the binding vow is over, as soon as he gets his body, it's on like Donkey Kong. Like it is, and I'm like, how did no one like? A giant robot busts out of nowhere. How is no one... I mean, granted, Vale, yes. But it looked like it crashed through the building that he was actually in. Yeah. Um, but maybe Also, was- like, when did he have time to just build that? Apparently, he just had his little drones, like, down there making it. But, like, you got to show me the facility where you're making Metal Gear, bruh. Like, you can't just <laughs> pull that out and then just be like, yeah, I've been working on this. Like, and like you said, it wasn't no, like... That shit was like a... A Gundam? No, it yeah. was, it, uh, what is it? It's, it? It was a straight up Ava. Like, where, where are you having the time to do that? What are we doing here? I'm uh. so, so Ultimate Mechamaru is now born, and he is fighting Maito <laughs> in this instance. First of all, every time I think it should be an incident, I forget this happened. So when this fight actually started, I was like, oh yeah, this happened. Um, it's a fight <laughs> that a like. Fight. It that definitely showcases Mechamaru, but I think that's really all that it does. And I mean, we'll get to the point of like, I'm sure we'll have plenty of conversations about Gay Gay and these characters and whether they live or whether they don't. Um, he has said outwardly, if it makes the story more interesting, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, so I fuck with him. He's yeah. fine, he's fine by the seat of his pants, just like us. He said, <laughs> he's a fan see. like us. If I kill him and it make the story more interesting, they're going to have to die. Nonetheless, Mechamaru and Mayuto have this fight. 
Mechamaru is using all of his, like, he has all his stored energy because he's, like, 17 years old and have been storing all this for 17 years. And now he's shooting up beans that have been stored energy. And he's, he's uh, Mahito's trying to, like, get to his body so he can fully transfigure him and kill him. And it's this, it's this great battle. I mean, lots of, you know, great animation, great fights, kind of, like, Watching Mahito fight a robot is kind of insane. Now you really think about it, like a fine. It's uh-huh. like watching. It's like watching Goldar fight a giant Zord himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, it's like, damn, he really had him on the ropes there. Ultimately, um, kind of few fake finishes in this, uh, especially when Mekumaru uses the simple domain. He's like, oh, it's you know my ode to Miwa kind of stuff, and then eventually thinks he kills Mahito. Mahito comes to, he's, he tries to go for Ghetto. He's like, listen, but here's the thing about this plan. Let me let me stop and think about this plan. His plan was to do this all along, but he says he still wanted to inform Ghetto. And I feel, Gojo, and I'm like, I feel like there was a better way to go about this. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, like, he really wanted the body. That's- he has, like, an unreasonable amount of confidence in himself. Uh, t- teenage arrogance. Yeah, it was definitely teenage arrogance that that was driving this plan. There was no type of wisdom, no thought process, no real anything other than the fact of he's just wanting to crash out. <laughs> he, yeah, it's a his his plan was once he gets this body and he's able to do everything that he wants to do, he'll fight Mahito and hopefully destroy him. So he can go and tell Gojo about this plan that they got for Shibuya, October 31st, all this other stuff like that. And he's planning to kill. He's like, listen, if I kill Mahito right now, I could also kill Geto. We can get this all out of the way. And it's not ever actually has to happen. But in his plan, it's like, I need to tell Gojo. But, like. (laughs) We could have went about that a little bit better, my brother. (laughs) It it, it just seemed. Anyway, he's dead. So. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. He got murked. Um, Mahito really uh, flexed his power right here. Um, yeah, I mean, we, looking back at it on the rewatch, this is a Mahito showcase. Yeah. It, it really is. It's like, okay, <laughs> we need to showcase this guy before the big battle so we can really show what kind of threat he is. Because last time we see Mahito, he was getting his ass whooped. <laughs> he was getting volleyed. He was getting back and forth. He was getting jumped. Um, he ran and escaped. Nigga, fight back! That, it, absolutely. Um, so we know we had to make Mahito look strong. You know what I'm saying? If you're a wrestling fan, you understand that reference. Um, with that said, from there on, we begin Act One of the Shibuya Incident. I call everyone. I mean, this is part of Shibuya Incident, but this is where it really begins. And I call Act One everything that happened up to Gojo getting sealed. That is act one of this entire ordeal because this entire kind of plan um, has been formulated, has been, I mean, Ghetto has wanted to do this again since episode five. He's been hinting of this. We cannot get our way. We cannot revive Cursed Society. We cannot do this if Suguru go, Suguru, um, if Satoru Gojo is here ruining our lives every time. It is literally the same thing. I mean, this is, you can, you can get in comparison itself. It's literally the same thing as All Might in My Hero Academia. 
It's like that one figure that is stopping every all these villains from being the best villain that they can because they're such a powerful OP prominent figure within the series. Gojo's OP. It's not even you look at this entire act right here and you can see that it's OP. It starts October 31st at 7 p.m. A large curtain is cast around Shibuya, um, trapping civilians inside as they're on their way to a Halloween party. What would you do if you were out there in Shibuya <laughs> during this hour at this time doing this thing? I mean, what can I do? How much money, <laughs> how much money I got in my pocket? <laughs> so, like, man, listen, what can I do at this moment? Um, I'm shooting shots. That's pretty much it. Hey, listen, baby, we about to both die together. It look like we might as well try to make I'm, this the best I'm, of our time. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting up the Seven Eleven and I'm getting me my meal, bruh. And then we just I'm cursing we whoever just invited out. me out. I'm cursing whoever invited me to Shibuya <laughs> out. I, like, I didn't want. To, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to leave the house anyway. You said this. We ain't even reached at a Halloween party, and it's <laughs> shit is turning mm-hmm. up already. Um, it traps civilians oh. inside. Wait, they're totally go ahead. Do you because uh, there's some people that are in the veil that see cursed spirits? Do mm. you think you would be one of those people? I hope, I would hope, yeah. I mean, I, the last thing I want to do is be killed by like piercing blood and I can't even see the shit. Like, it's a you know, what I'm give, saying? Me a, give me a chance to fight back. That's all <laughs> I ask. <laughs> like, if I gotta go out, man, give me a chance to go out swinging. It's 8 31, that means an hour and a half later. Satoru Gojo, show, of course he shows up fast for me, lady. He's like, whatever, it doesn't even matter. Um, he's walking on air, walking on people. He gets to the point and he encounters Hanami, Jogo, and Choso. Boy, <laughs> let's talk about this moment right here real quick. Um, Go. This is a showcase of Gojo as well, but you get the... I don't know if there's ever... I'm trying to remember how did I feel when I was reading it for the first time. Because while the seal thing was mentioned, I also felt like I wasn't really like taking that into account really soon, real quick. I was like, oh, okay, Gojo's going to mess him up, fuck him up. Um, Mm -hmm. And he surely did. I mean, Nanami is... That's probably the most brutal thing that I've ever seen happen to a being. (laughs) Shawty was fish paste, bro. That shit was crazy. <laughs> um, he faked them out. Everyone was like, "Bro, you got to use your um, what do they call it? Um, domain? domain amplification. Use your domain amplification, please. This is, this guy is no trouble. He Gojo fakes them out. So not a, so um, Hanami turns off their <laughs> domain amplification, and he's like, "Gotcha, bitch." grabs her by the roots in her eyes and pulls out the roots from their eyes and then um, exercises. And Hanami, who was a big... I was I was shocked because she was, you know, a big part of the Kyoto thing and seemed like a very formidable foe and got erased immediately by Gojo. Um, any, any thoughts about Hanami? Rest in peace. Hardly knew ya. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, you um, had the moment. Every moment that we saw Hanami, though, it, Gojo came and yeah, fucked um, up the party. What, what what I really think that Shibuya does really well is show, like, I, I guess, like the key term would be like power scaling, but it's just like the difference between 
jo- uh, Gojo and everybody else. Because um, before Gojo gets in, everybody's just like, oh, so we're just going to be on standby until Gojo, like, something bad happens. You know, like, everybody's being, like, sidelined for Gojo. Um, and honestly, watching him go crazy on three, you know, special grades, Dolo... Yeah, I kind of understand why you niggas should be standing back. <laughs> like, exactly. let him cook. Um, it, it really showed like how strong he is compared to everybody else. Because you know, Hanami was like this, like she was a ceiling for a lot of people during the Kyoto arc, and then to Gojo, this is like fodder. Yeah, like yeah. this is like beating up a child, literally. It, and literally, he was planning on going at them one by one he was like okay mm-hmm. i got this one done Choso, i don't really need to worry about right now um we're gonna get you know jogo because i saw him I, uh he's been <laughs> he's been old and ass open for a couple minutes now for a couple mm-hmm. for a couple months now um with that said uh mahito gets involved he sends a bunch of transfigured humans down to the train station. All this is taking place in the trans- train station. This is actually a kind of a wild setting. Now, mm-hmm. like in terms of the city and stuff like that, it, it reminds me of, of course, the um, the film where we got the big battle in the city. Uh, but this is kind of like a wild setting. This is very. It's giving me very Sega Genesis Streets of Rage, um, <laughs> fighting in the subways, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Turtles in Time, wherever we're fighting. Like this is a this is actually a dope setting. Um, but Mahito releases a bunch of transfigured humans. Gojo responds by using his domain expansion, Unlimited Void, for 0.2 seconds, which is the longest a non-sorcerer could withstand being in a domain without permanent damage, and then. We see him spend 299 seconds going around and dismembering every transfigured human monster um, in the subway station to, like, I forgot what it was, was like, um, to, like, jazz, which was nuts. Like, the soundtrack for that, (laughs) freeform jazz. Just, like, speedy. That's what it was, man. That's what type of killing streak he was on. It was some freeform shit. He was doing tricks that he ne- he was killing them in ways that he's never killed somebody before. He was uh-huh. just trying shit out. I can't imagine doing anything that quick over the course like that many people and the and the fact that it exhausted him just showed how much that actually took out of him. That it mm-hmm. gojo. But I mean it's a he didn't want to kill everyone in the train station, even though I think a past Gojo maybe oh yeah he would have been like hey man fuck it whatever hey, man, young, young gojo would have been like eh well yeah well <laughs> game is Sorry, game. Bro, you, game is game hope y'all planted some seeds while y'all are here yeah well it was, yeah, it was a train station um but right behind gojo we see the prison realm open up and it's game over it's checkmate it's ball game it's everything of the sort prison realm opened up Gojo sees it, meets eyes with it. It grabs Gojo, and before well, before it actually grabs him, we see Suguru Geto step out of the shadows. And to me, this is probably the most prominent, one of the most prominent parts of the series thus far, because for a long time, especially when you look at 
when you look at season one, you see Suguru Ghetto and you're like, oh, okay, villain, sure. You go through the movie and you're like, oh, they used to be friends. That's interesting. And also, it doesn't seem like the same guy in the <laughs> in the, in the first season a little bit. Um, it isn't until this point that you realize that this is the first time they've actually seen each other. Even though we've seen Ghetto pretty much the entire season and a half thus far. And we've been through him with all his plans, and we've seen him in Mahito, and we've seen him with all the curses, and we've seen him kind of move around everywhere. Um, but up to this point, realize that, oh, he hasn't seen him since he killed him. Um, and it's that realization. It makes you. It made me appreciate the movie more watching this. It made me appreciate the past Gojo arc a little bit more watching this. Because once you know everywhere where it came from, you can kind of see how powerful this moment is right here. Um, Ghetto, <laughs> again, kind of like Loki, an iconic scene. Gojo is like, who are you really? And he unzips his head. <laughs> or unstitches his head, pulls off his cap, and all you see is a brain that is smiling at him, like, in in conjunction with Ghetto. What are your kind of thoughts on this moment right here of Ghetto and Gojo, or pseudo-Ghetto, as we refer to him at this point before we reach the end of the series, kind of having this moment right here? Um, This is my personal favorite part, because like I said, this part right here... um really ties into the you know gojo past arc uh and i think like the the real moment here is when uh uh when ghetto begins to choke himself and it's like that moment of like the soul and the soul still tied to the body and just did like, that happen in the manga i feel I like mean, it didn't i don't think it did I think they went off the. I think they went off and did their own thing with it. But yeah, a little Miles Morales. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. But um, but no. I mean, I think it, it worked. It worked so fucking well in that moment, and it just. I don't know why, but that moment right there just brought everything like full circle. And I was just like, "Damn, this shit is. This is, you know." It's, it's just such a, such a good, yeah, such a real and good moment. And it's just like, okay, it, you know, it uh, it really shows too that okay, Kenjaku is really the one that is controlling this body, controlling like, but Ghetto's in there somewhere. The real Ghetto's in there somewhere, and I think like the connection of them, like seeing each other for the first time, he's like, it's you know, in in Gojo for being a character that we have seen so far be this, like, really cool, calm, collected, like, he's really relaxed. Even, like, his his moments of battle and stuff like that, he's really relaxed. He's like, I'm not really sweating this shit right now. Like, I'm gonna kill you regardless, but I'm not gonna have to exert too much energy. Um, And to see him in a moment where he's like, oh, like, he's actually losing his cool. Like, he he actually kind of, like, you see some real emotion come out of him for a moment. Was just just a once again just a highlight of this entire arc. Cyrus, what does this moment mean for the series, kind of like in totality? When I was reading this, Shibuya was already finished, so I didn't really have to go through the two years. I was blitzing through it. Um, but when I was looking back at my messages to like all my friends reading this, I was just like, 
I think this is a really good moment because this is this force everybody that's on the sidelines, you know, waiting to get their shot or whatever to boss up. I think that Gojo being sealed should have been like probably the last thing that happens in this series. He stunts everybody's growth because if there's something that is extremely like dangerous, they're just going to send him. Like basically Gojo's a gun and niggas get into a fist fight and they just go handle that. They, they, reach, <laughs> it, they reach it into the backpack. You feel me? And I feel like soon as Gojo got sealed, I was like, this is a like this is exactly what I've been waiting for. Like the, like Stephen A. Smith's like shit. Like this is exactly what I've been waiting for. And when uh like the whole um the prison realm thing or like the scene, I thought it was really interesting. But like also I felt like I felt like Gojo also has that same feeling where he's just like, oh okay, I can sit back because I know they can handle it because I know they're gonna boss up and like re- uh you know rise to the occasion because you know his whole sort of like you know. His whole deal since like season one is like I'm gonna train for people to be strong, like even stronger than I. Absolutely, because I feel like he felt like not only just threat society wise, but you know the overall threat that's looming will always be out there, and he won't always be out there. There are people yeah. who are going to be targeting him. He's like, I got ops, I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Um, but he realizes at some point he'll be not everyone is safe. Um, yeah. But he'll be taken down as well, and he's really prepping the next generation. And that's kind of like what season one is compared to season two. Season one is the prep for all the things that kind of like happen here. Because when Gojo is eventually sealed, it it's a massive void in the series in terms of like, I mean, there's a lot of advancement that goes on. Don't get me wrong. But it's a massive void in the series in terms of like this major character that's eventually taken out. This beater of villains um, is eventually taken out. So it's like... Again, it's like All Might being taken out. It's like Goku being killed. It's like, you know, Luffy in some arc that I probably haven't seen yet where he goes missing and everyone's like, oh my God, what's crazy? You know, I'm sure it's coming up, whatever. Um, But it's one of those where you take the main character, you take the, the overall world beater and you take him out of the show. And this is... It's interesting because it also establishes the threat of Ghetto in this moment. Um, at sometimes, because of like he's hanging around Gojo, Mahito, and things, he seems like literally just like maybe like a petty thug, like like the rest of them, <laughs> um, not really to be kind of um, taken very very seriously. But you take him very very seriously after this. He sealed away Suguru Ghetto. I mean, it's a Satoru I told you before, like, he, he, he's the mastermind. He's the, like, he's the one really pulling the strings. Like, we haven't even seen him really being a, a serious battle. I mean, we do see him in, in this uh, arc a bit, but, like, he's the one that's behind the scenes pulling all the strings, just seeing everybody fall into his plan. Like, we got to give Ghetto more of his, more of his props of being a true proper villain. I think like I, I think like lately a um a lot of villains have seemed very one note in terms of um they're just looking to be stronger like they're kind of like they're just a counterpart of a hero oh you know what I'm saying they're just like oh I want to be stronger than you I just want to do it the bad way not the good way like you're doing it but I think like Ghetto is like really like 
no, this guy is a he's a real villain with a real plan. That's like I'm not even gonna you know what I'm saying like he's really thinking about every calculated move beforehand. So another thing I love about like all for one is just like he, everything seems so meticulously planned. Of like you're playing right into my hand. You think you're winning this battle. You think you're doing this. He's like in reality, you're just you're just following the plan that I laid out for myself. And and it's also taking advantage of the arrogance of Gojo, right? Like in an instance, he's he's been arrogant this entire series. When you go past to the past Gojo arc, even when he learned, you know, reverse curse technique, and when he learned um, the infinite void kind of thing, you can see that arrogance and that played a little bit into Ghetto's like how he eventually unravels a bit um, in that final episode. He's like. Again, are you can you do this because you're Gojo or do you or is you Gojo because you can do this? And that's a real question you ask him because I think he also felt like the arrogance of like he is the super all powerful thing. Like, mm-hmm. what are you even still anymore? And through this entire show, he, there's been a level of arrogance with Gojo. Um, from the first episode, actually the second episode, um, where he fights Sakuna, do you think you could beat him? Yeah, I probably would. Um, when he goes and he fights Jogo for the first time and literally zaps out of nowhere to pull Yuji in, just so he was like, I want you to watch this battle because I'm about to do some hey, extra shit. <laughs> Low-key flex crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when he when he eventually gets in, you know, once he eventually saves the Kyoto Goodwill thing and he's like, watch this, step out of the way. Purple shit coming through. Um, there's a lot of arrogance with Gojo and pseudo ghetto at this point takes complete advantage of that he knew that he would come he knew every step he's the one who told them to use domain amplification because that's how you're not going to get hit but he also said listen he's going to do this all you need is a minute a minute is going to be fine because guess what i'm about to do you're about to about to exhaust him using this i'm about to you know prison realm his brain is going to be so accelerated that a minute is going to fly like this and i'm going to get him right there he plotted it out he executed it all because he knew what kind of person Gojo was. Um, and, you know, Gojo sealed, and it's really a turning point for this entire series. It it transforms the narrative to, like, we got to stop curses, and now, like, how are we saving Gojo? And that's going to happen for, like, the next, yeah. like, season and a half. Um, <laughs> so moving into Act 2 of this arc. In Act 2, I would classify everything from... Starting at this point, post the Gojo being sealed to pretty much like up to the Yuji versus Mayuto fight. Um, but we won't get into all of that today. But we get a few little moments. I want to get everyone's temperature on these little moments. Um, what's everyone's temperature on Yuji and Mei Mei and Wee Wee versus the giant musing grasshopper? Yuji <laughs> uh, <UG> cooks. <laughs> um, very they do clever. a lot of they do a lot of like showcases before we get to the real battles. I'm not even sure. Like I, I kept saying to myself, I was like, "Did this happen in the?" I you don't you don't know how many <laughs> yeah, times I had yeah. to read, <laughs> I had to reread this thing. Like, did this happen? Like, I don't remember this being this funny or this weird or being this like <laughs> very different. Um, the three fight the giant mutant, mutant grasshopper. Um, also, Mechamaru. You know what? Let me get into that first. Mechamaru shows up. He's triggered because. His AI um, things were triggered by if Gojo was sealed, that's how he would reappear, which is weird. But 
sure, foolproof. A little, a little, a little fail safe. Yeah, a little fail safe. And he's like, you know, he's speaking to the thing. And it's like, get to. I would, if I saw Mechamara, I was like, how do I know to even trust you? You, you robotic bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you robotic bitch. You rat scallion. Yeah, what are those? But, you know, Yuji don't know better. He just throws the thing on his ear and it's like, all right, I guess I'm informing everyone that Gojo's been sealed. Um, they find the mutant grasshopper, you know, Yuji showcase. Bing, 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 bing. Boom. Um, the villains begin to show their true desire. Let's see. What else do I have in my notes? Um, oh, okay, the villains. So the villains now, with Gojo sealed, now they have kind of their own agendas that they want to keep up. Ghetto's is, I got my shit. I don't really care no more. Do whatever y'all want. I got yeah, mine. He, he, he done with these things. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, y'all could go cook. Yeah, <laughs> dude, y'all be good. Um, Jogo wants to revive Sukuna. Like, listen, guys, I thought we were reviving the King of Curses here. Like, they got to have, like, him played by, what's my man's name? Um, From Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito's got to play Jogo in the action. <laughs> in the live action? Yeah. That would be fucking hilarious. No, I really need to be Joe Pesky. Short, angry. Listen, one of them. <laughs> one of them. He says, listen, guys, I thought we were reviving Sukuna here, King of Curses. We need this guy in order to become, like, curses, like, real deal curse holy field. You know what I'm saying? He was munching. Yeah. He was munching <laughs> on Sukuna. <laughs> um, Mahito's like, I want to kill Yuji. But, you know, Jogo's like, how are you going to kill Yuji if we're reviving Sukuna here? Like, what are we doing here? And then Choso's like, I also want to kill Yuji. Um... So we get this very, very interesting, <laughs> very, very, my niece just came in the room. It was so funny. Um, but we get this very, very interesting thing. Eventually, they're like, whoever gets them first can do whatever you want with him. And everyone rushes off. Um, Urame, someone we've never seen, <laughs> um, but becomes a thing in this series. Um, Urame orders Shigemo to start attacking all the assistant managers, which I think is fucked up. Um, they literally have nothing wrong. They're just getting stabbed, all of them. <laughs> just get, you just get... <laughs> you get a stab, and you get a stab. I was like, bro, I get... They're the only people at this school who gets benefits and all this other stuff like that, and they just... Yeah, right. They're getting stabbed. Um, Mimiko and Nanako. Let's talk about them for a second. Because they have an inter- interaction with Suru Ghetto as well. And Loki, because this happened so... I don't, I didn't even remember. I was like, oh, they're from the fucking movie. Yeah, it's his crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first saw them, and especially in this arc, he, essentially Ghetto's like, scram. <laughs> scram, bitches, scram. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> you shouldn't have made a binding vow with this. So now I'm kind of figuring... I'm, I'm low-key kind of thinking like, do, were they part of the thing that allowed his body to get taken over? Because there's a little line in there where it's like, next time you make a binding vow, make sure that, you know, blah, 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 no, blah, no, blah, no. blah, blah. Uh, no, it, it's the opposite because uh, they help uh, they help him in some shape or fashion. And they're just like, okay, give him back. And he was just like, 
You see, you didn't pinky promise though, <laughs> stupid. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then that it's makes like, more go, sense. Go, go, go get lost. So like, yeah, it was really just him taking advantage of uh, their lack of knowledge and you know, and their love for ghetto. Yeah. yeah, and then what happened? Uh, we're not too sure what happens to his body, but um, we know in the movie that like Gojo kind of just like leaves his body there. Um. And he just like puts like his ID on him or whatever. But they were supposed he was supposed to bring them to um Shuko, I think that's her name. Sorry. It is the person no. that was like with them uh the doctor, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And who's with them as a child, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they, they, and... they, they were supposed to link up and then, you know, give the body to them, so you know, donated science or whatever, but he just like let it rot like a normal person. Again, the arrogance of Gojo. And that ends up yeah. being his downfall, right? Um yeah. Usually, eventually, he gets out of the train station, ascends a building in no time, and literally screams to the top of the highs, Go, Joe's man, sailed! Um, Made it hot, bro. <laughs> super hot. Man, screamed it out loud, bro. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just announcing my man's hail to the world. I feel like there could have been like a better, like a like a code they could have used to be like, okay, move they in. They should have had walkie through. Like, I don't know. Is, is cursed Gojo, is, is cursed energy not great uh, enough for telepathy or some shit? <laughs> or something? Uh, the, the, yeah, they should have like a telepathy fucking uh, <laughs> curse, uh, curse uh, technique. Technique, but yeah, right. um, What is it? They can't... Um, like the veil fucks with like communication, so they can't just use standard te- uh, yeah, standard yeah, yeah. walkie talkies and of shit. Of course. Um, with that said, we get into we see all the teams that have been essentially brought down to the um, to the world. We see, but the one that approaches Yuji first is the team of Nanami, Megumi, and Eno. Let's talk about Eno for a second. I want to talk about him for a quick second. Hot second. What is there to say? <laughs> what is he? This guy is like, what is his affiliation with anything? He, he Nami, says, he, he, uh, he a Nami uh, admirer. I was, I was going to say says, that else, but. His, his, his fandom profile says, Eno is a grade two jujitsu sorcerer and a close associate of Nanami who operates yeah. out of Tokyo Jujutsu High. But also... It says like he's twenty one years old. So is he like a TA? Like no, he's he's a grade one looking to be a grade. Uh, he's a grade two looking to be grade one, and he's in high like, school. Like Manami <laughs> uh, is like uh, who he wants his recommendation from. Like he's literally just a, a Manami. Uh, I was about to say I was about to say meat writer, but but like you know he looks up to him. I don't want to say meat. I don't want to say meat writer because that like. I respect I respect Nanami too. Like if, if I was a jujitsu, like that's the nigga I'm looking towards to like get my recommendation from. On the lowest of keys, right? This Not is the only. Off, though. This Why is he dressed like a burglar? He's Why dressed he like dre- he about to hit a lick. He's dressed like a fucking NPC. <laughs> He's dressed like a nigga you run over on the street in GTA. He's dressed like nothing. <laughs> um, Why he just got the rolled up beady. He dressed. He got a shiesty on. Like we really like talk about this because it's part of his technique. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Or who are you? Yeah, um, he, is, he is so regular, but that's him. He's very, <laughs> he's very regular. Sidebar: This is the only time I'll do any kind of spoilers with this. But the mere fact he shows up later, I was like, this nigga's still alive. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, all he all he did was get punched out. That's what I meant. All he all he really did was get punched out. 
He's I'm a so soul con- survivor, man. I fuck with him. I'm so confused by this man's presence. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, cool. Hey, man, I think you should be worried about the niggas that are not there. You feel mm, me? <laughs> interesting. Let's we'll talk about that. I have in my notes the rest of this plays out like an RPG. Um, <laughs> there are various groups that are assembled to break apart and switch up random sort of a villains. Essentially, there's a random assortment of people facing random assortment of villains. Um, first, we see Eno against Ogami and her grandson. First of all, Eno's technique, cool. I'll give him that. Yeah, it's, um, a, uh, it's a drill. Yeah, it's a drill that uses... Um, he hides his face. It says in the thing, Auspicious Beast Summon. is activated when Eno hides his face by covering it with a mask, turning him into a spiritual medium. This also allows Eno to summon and use the abilities of four auspicious beasts, Kaichi, Reiki, Kirin, and Ryu. I was like, okay, all right, sure. Yeah, they, they um, gave him all that, and then <laughs> gets punched in the fucking face. Um, essentially, he's trying to like face him and like listen. I'm trying to, um, got to beat up this grandmother and her grandson, but she's doing the seance thing, which eventually, um turns him into Toji Fushiguro. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, next one, Yuji and Megumi versus Awasaka. This one was kind of cool because I feel like for a long time we haven't seen Yuji and Megumi. I mean, it, it's been since last season, but even then, I guess it was the... It ended up being more of a Yuji and Nabara kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but... I, I like think their have... dynamic is just more fun because yeah. Yuji, Yuji and Obara, they're like, we're guns blazing. Like, we're going in. You know, we're yeah, brother yeah. and sister. Like, they tag team so well. And Magumi's like, he's ready to crash out at any fucking time. That's not a guy that you want to tag team with. Yeah, you don't want to tag team with the suicidal one. Yeah, he ready to blow up the whole spot. And <laughs> that nigga's insane. That nigga is has issues. Like I love it. Awasaka's ability is what was it called? Inverse. Um, very light hits hurt him, but very heavy hits don't hurt him. I was like, what in the kind of my hero shit is this? Um, eventually, I loved the um, rabbit escape. I'll just say that it's not the first time we see this in this arc, and I love it both times. Um, I love that the bunnies are just like he's just holding a bunny. Um, either way, they managed to dispatch this villain quite quickly. Um, then we get Mei Mei versus Abina, which doesn't go very long. I think she essentially tortures him. Um, what are your thoughts on Wee Wee? Hey, man, rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on Weewee, the boy, the young brother of May Man? <laughs> the young what? We gotta move. Let's move on. Um, I think that it's a. I think it's an interesting, like, what is it? Parasitic sort of like relationship, like, uh, mm. and but I think it's beneficial. I think like. Where people should probably have somebody like this. Like, if you are trapped in a domain, you have somebody to take that from you. For you. Yeah. yeah, so y- you can, like, uh, you know, um, operate or, you know, just... I, I think it's interesting, but also it's... Um, Meme special, uh, what is it? She's grade one. 
Yeah. I remember, well, remember in JJK Zero where Maki was just like, you know, her spirits travel in packs when they're weaker. I think mm. her keeping her little brother around and not learning how to escape domains herself is very weak of her. She need to boss the fuck up. Figure out how to break domains. The whole, I don't want to old people shit. Fuck that. Be a boss. Can I read you um, what uh, what a couple of, what a couple of, um, fun facts about him from this Jujutsu Kaisen official handbook? <laughs> okay. his, hobby, his hobby is managing his sister's schedule. Um, his favorite food is fried bananas. Okay. Yo, fried bananas are really good. Yeah. Um, his least favorite food, none, since he doesn't leave any meal in front of his sister. Um, cause of stress, being unable to be with his sister. So clearly, this guy, of course, he loves his is, sister. Yeah, he's a very, very sibling. much. Hey, man, listen, that's how you do it. Um, next one is Nobara Kukusaki and Nanami versus Shigemo. Um, Apparently, in the second season, they made Nanami sexier or something along those lines. Hey, because that. He always been fine. That is how the internet has reacted. Literally, that one shot of him grabbing Shigemu's hair. Those, those like, bitches got problems, actually. Oh, he, oh man. Listen. He was beating his ass, and they were just like, ooh. Y'all got issues. <laughs> he was walking yeah, around. Like, yeah, we've seen the series. That has brought out the horny in women like JJK has. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane. I mean, they're, they're, they can have it, but they, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean, we got to let them have it. I mean, I've seen what the niggas done said about less Everything. Everything. Everything, <laughs> you know, everything. Have you seen? Don't Google um, low punny from Pokemon. Just like. <laughs> yeah. Don't, Google, just don't Google a Pokemon ever. Yeah. Safe search on. He. He walks around like sexy Peter Griffin. Um, he <laughs> busts into the place like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Literally doesn't even use a door. Just kicks through a glass wall. I was like, that's... Mm. I think in this... That's a real man. It's yeah. A... <laughs> and this is another moment that is like a show of like... the di- like li- Kind of like the difference between you and I. Because Nobara is struggling against this motherfucker. Yes. N- when Nami comes out and then just starts putting the beats on this nigga, all all his little passive curse technique shit just does not matter here. And he just starts going hard. That's it's, so fire. He yeah, it's it's pretty like a brutal beatdown. Like he's literally putting his putting his foot in asses. He is stomping a motor and walking it dry. And guess what? Manami is very strong. Look what happens when push comes to shove. Hey man, he almost beat Mahito. Almost did. Yeah. Let I don't know what his domain expansion would be, but let that nigga lo- learn a domain, bro. He could probably go crazy. Hey man, probably could. <laughs> I love that he's just like it's just straight hands. He's like I'm he's gonna, just his domain expansion yeah, is gonna be like time. It's gonna be like yeah, time yeah. and a half or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is it? Uh, performance. Uh, performance review. <laughs> yeah. Performance um, no, he beats the holy hell out of Shigemo, but they are also interrupted at some point. Um, 
May May and we May May and we we um, encounter Ghetto, who unleashes a special grade disease curse: smallpox diet DNA. Which I was like, that's kind of like where are you getting these things? <laughs> like where? Do, what part of what part of history did you find a smallpox deity? Where the if they're if they they she locks her the deity puts her in the domain immediately, and if he puts her in a coffin, puts a stone on top of the coffin, and counts to three, she gets smallpox and dies. I was like, that's kind of. I was like, all right. I mean, that shit real. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, you gotta you gotta make up time. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, they uh, again, we we ends up using his curse, which is teleportation. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they use their combination to defeat this smallpox deity. Um, let's get into another major point of this: the Red Scale episode. This is, to me, um, if there was a nomination in whatever war- anime awards thing for best fight, I think this should be nominated for sure. Absolutely, um, and I believe this is an anime only one, right? It's a, it's, I think it's expanded in the anime quite a bit. This happens in the manga, um, but this is expanded actually quite a bit in this damn anime. Like you get different settings, you get going through people's head. He's like, oh, if I use water on blood, it, I was like, what? When does, when does this guy understand science? You know what I'm saying? Um the choreography is amazing. The animation is amazing. The pacing is amazing. The intensity is amazing. Like the Red Scale episode, I remember watching it. I mean, to be honest with you, the animation has been great thus far throughout this entire thing. And I'd say probably the episode where all the bunnies was my favorite animated one up to this point. Um, but this one took the cake for just kind of like how they managed to really tell the story of this fight this one you don't get a lot of like one-on-one fight that's just like very cerebral um what's his move going to be next let me run upstairs and then you know let me jump over two toilets and kick him through some like so many steps within the fight it kind of actually showed the fighter that he is um it's very very interesting um i love this episode um Battle goes through a subway, ends in a subway bathroom, as most uh, shoes in probably in New York City. Same thing. Um, Did Shibuya incident happen in New York? <laughs> if it happened, in Shibuya, he'd be hell, Shib- bro. It would be like imagine people, like that shit just dropping. <laughs> people would not be as like we're standing around waiting for something to happen. <laughs> Like, if this happened anywhere else, if this happens in Dykeman, there's just loud music playing and all the curses kill everyone because the music is so fucking loud. There's Dembo knocking against the speakers and all this other <laughs> shit like that. Like, that happens there. I think if it happens, it, it happens in Times Square, probably. It won't happen anywhere else real in Brooklyn, I'll tell you that. Um, but it is what it is. I think the... That's an interesting question. Um, I love the part where Sukuna appeared with the eyes first, too. <laughs> where Sukuna shows up at the end of the Red Scale episode and is like, mm-hmm. pathetic. 
you know, I can't believe yeah. you you lost to a guy named Choso. Um, <laughs> Which is kind of fucked up because I was just like, he 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 did it, he did pretty well in the fight. Shit. <laughs> He's like, you ain't jumping. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah. You could have switched any time. But yeah, the 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 artwork for this episode to me is just like it's in, it's perfect, you know. Um, and shows kind of like Mappa at its best. Doing I'm mean, before we heard about all the worst things. But it shows Mop at its best. You know what I'm saying? When they really get on point, because they they ain't do this for a lot of series. You know the A plus Mappa series, and you know the B tier Mappa series. And I know the A the A tiers Jujutsu Kaisen Attack on Titan. There's another Chainsaw Man. All these things that they put their effort in, and then you get like Hell's Paradise and whatever the hell they scribbled. Um, what's the black one? with flying we, the lotus could, that was terrible we, we could we could forget about the let's forget them yasuke <laughs> um but you know the difference and they they yeah. absolutely came with it this one the, the, um the, the, the real money maker is this one um and then i i love the chozo fight i thought it was really interesting um and then yeah the uh the chozo fight is like the anime only one where because i don't i don't remember them going that hard with the hand-to-hand in the uh, in the bathroom like that, <laughs> bro. Like the choreography was so like smooth and like mm-hmm. you know, I think for me, you look at some animes, especially when you go like back, uh, like the fight scenes are so they're so choppy, you know, like to mm-hmm. see something so smooth like how it was, like it, it just flowed so well, especially when it comes in like the hand to hand when it get into the back, like it's so man. That, fight scene and it's really the the beginning of a crazy episode run for for jjk Mm -hmm. this season like from that chozo fight for maybe the next five six episodes it was like damn near every week they're like okay no this is actually the best episode of the season no this one's actually the best episode of the season it was just it was the beginning of a crazy run yeah i agree um the most interesting part about this ends up being the post, kind of like the post credits of the fight, where um, Choso is pretty much trying to land a finishing blow on Yuji, but he gets interrupted by a massive memory that doesn't exist. And it shows Yuji and the rest of the Curse Womb paintings and his killed brothers all sitting at a table eating spaghetti. Um <laughs> What do you really feel like this moment signifies in this series? A lot of people have a lot of theories. I want to kind of hear your theory, Cyrus. I think you've explained it before in a prior episode, but we're uh, here now. You, you, uh, it's been a theory that like Yuji has like a curse technique, like or like like a passive curse technique, um, where it just creates this falsified memory that shit <laughs> that only lives within their minds, um. Yeah, I think that's like as as simple as I could put it. Like, we don't really know what it is so far, but like that's what Yuji has going on, and it's really fucking weird. Um, nobody really understands what the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't think anyone really understands what Yuji is at this point. Like, yeah, he's just some man, listen, kid that's he's really a, strong. Yeah. For real, he's a yeah, he's a lab baby, man. Kenjaku was on some freak bullshit, and next thing you know, mm-hmm. amen. Um, Mimiko and Nanako reappear. They find Yuji's body and they feed him a finger of one of Sukuna's fingers, hoping it'll revive Sukuna because they have a plan themselves. Imagine 
being knocked out and someone forcing you to just to eat something. <laughs> yeah, slurp, slurp down his finger, please. Yeah. Like, Next one we have the. I guess this will be the final battle of this episode before we break. Um, Nanami, Maki, and Na- Nanami's getting some action. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Nanami, he's, getting his, he's getting his paycheck worth. <laughs> Nanami, Maki, so, and Nabuto, Nabuto encounter, encounter Dagon. Um, it's a very exo tour life. All my friends are dead. Dagon eventually evolves. Once he sees, like, they've killed Hanami, and he evolves into fucking Gyarados, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, th- this muscly man. Um, this is the first time we've seen Nabito, Zenin. He's apparently, like, yeah. the father. It's, like, a very casual introduction <laughs> for yeah. um, a show that is so prominent on, like, these three families are the families of all families, and he's the head of it, and he's just, like, part of the crew. Yeah, well, uh... Yeah, you could look at it, but I just think, like, it shows the severity of the situation. Like, they're having somebody, like, that is part of, like, the three families, like, dare to fight. But, like, you look at him, and he's nothing, like, really fucking impressive. Um, yeah. I they could have yelled... worked on that. <laughs> I thought he would have yelled at Maki. He was like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> yeah. Because he... And honestly, I don't find... Uh, like, I remember I was texting you about it. I don't find his, like, abilities to be that impressive. Hmm. The like, like twenty four frames. The, yeah, the frame shit. Like, yeah, you're super fast, but like, you have no power behind these hits. Yeah, it's interesting. That's ass. <laughs> I That's guess it, ass. it's more so like he can manipulate how people move, which is essentially yeah. kind of like but, how. But once you understand how it works, you can also manipulate how it works. And it's just like, oh well, your whole game plan goes out the fucking window now. No, listen, he didn't stand up. He didn't last that long. Yeah, um, lost the whole arm and everything. Um, Dagon is getting in his bag, um, deep in his bag. I mean, he is he is in there. Special grade curse. He opens up his coastal domain, which is a very nice looking beach. <laughs> I was like, damn. They use what? your domain to hold meetings, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not scared. That's of this true. Shit. There was a whole dom- His domain was like the center point of everything in season one. Um, that's funny as fuck. Uh, <laughs> eventually, all these killer fish are attacking. You know, Nabuto and uh, Nanami. Um, they don't give a damn about Maki in this one. They're like, "Yo, who is that?" All right, he says, "I'm gonna concentrate seventy percent of my energy in Nabuto and thirty percent in Nanami," and he's just like. I guess the girl is here too. Hopefully, she gets bit by a snake or something. Um, <laughs> Magumi randomly shows up. This is is just a chaotic out of anywhere. I guess he saw the domain happening <laughs> and was like, "I need in," um, because he literally just shows up. He's like, "Oh shit, Magumi's here." It's like, what? I'm like. Why did he choose that domain out of was he just walking around and saw a domain? I'm so confused. Yeah, why are you here? Yeah. He wanted to yeah, help, which I, I get, help. but get lost. Yeah. We can't so, um Megumi so, yeah, my, that's that's my that's my crash out boy right there, man. Megumi. He was just like, fuck it. He said danger? He <laughs> said potential way for me to die. I'm there. Like, listen, I need to my life is on the line. You know what I'm saying? He said Megumi opens up, comes in the domain. Nanami meets him. He's like, yo, I'm about to open up a hole for all y'all to escape. And Nanami's like, are you sure you're not trying to kill yourself? 
It's like positive. I got you. As soon as he left, he was like, "Come on, man, you know me." Yeah, you know. As soon as he left, he was like, "I can't wait to kill myself." Um, but he opens up the domain for everyone to escape. Tagon's like, "Oh my god, they're running towards!" Oh, I'm about to lose it. In comes Toji Fushiguro, who shows In all up all this splendid glory. After we just spent five episodes, pretty much, I mean, he is the man. You know what I'm saying? Um, eventually gets killed by Gojo, but he is the man nonetheless. And we watch him. He he grabs Playful Cloud from Maki. He's like, get the fuck out of here, little nigga. Um, <laughs> he grabs Playful Cloud. He sharpens them both up, and he stabs Dagon in the face until he's exercised. That is tough. Um, the coldest. The Toji, coldest. Toji is, is, yeah, he's as brutal as, as advertised. The mere fact, I mean, we're talking about in the, as we're talking about the hand thing that happened to Ghetto, he was talking about, like, you know, the body and the soul. And he's like, they're not one, actually. And Toji's <laughs> living proof. Man, took over the whole kid's body. Mm-hmm. He was just he was to- like. He was just like, eh, hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for this rental. I'm about, yeah. to go, I'm about to go dry this bitch. He's he like, got the $14 insurance. <laughs> you could never be him. You know what I'm saying? You could never be me in your life. Um, yeah. <laughs> took it over and beat up, the old, beat up the grandma. I was like, yo, where they do that at? Um, he, yeah, he lights up. Thing. Eventually, he grabs Megumi and he escapes. Um, and then another badass moment shows up because as everyone's recovering from Dagon's being exercised, Jogo shows up and he's like, Dagon, <laughs> I will see you in the afterlife at some bus stop like everyone else that we see at this point. Um, <laughs> it's the airport. <laughs> it's the airport, whatever. Bus stop airport. Um, I'll see you in the afterlife once I get rid of all these humans. He pulls up first one, cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Nanami done for before Maki. Maki's like, "What's going on here?" Cooked as well, completely flamed. He's an oppor- he's an opportunist. I don't like him. He he took advantage of the opportunity for sure. He didn't play no games. He ain't spell out his plan. He ain't say he ain't have no big long winded speech. He ain't he ain't do nothing. You know, I, he pulled bro, up and he, used Ember. Everybody everybody else did all the hard work wearing them down. Mm-hmm. And here he comes. Mm-hmm. I'll take this. Lie. I'll take the kill. Yeah, and he also, shows up. He only kills one nigga out of the three. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. He's now Beto, <laughs> old nigga dead. Already lost his arm. <laughs> he he, he, he was, drunk a lot. That's why he was so flammable. I was like, I swore reading. I was like, I was swear this man was like iller than this, but I guess now Beto isn't. Um, he was never nice. Nah, he was never nice at all. Um, final bit: Sukuno's revival. They find a fallen um, Gojo. Jogo's like, oh, I smell. There's fingers being inserted in the mouth. I need to. <laughs> I need to go find that. There's Sukuna's fingers somewhere around here. So he goes, teleports over to Sukuna's fingers somehow, or or just walks down the steps. I don't know the actual <laughs> geography of this damn place anymore. <laughs> um, he gets down there. He sees this is. 
the funniest fucking part, by the way. This is just, it's just, it's utilizing Yuji in like ways. It's just like, fuck him. We don't need him anymore. Um, but with that said, uh, he finds Mimiko and Namiko feeding him fingers and is like, get away from him, fucking assholes. Um, and he burns them to death, but they use their cell phone thing. What is that technique? I need to look up that technique. Um, they take it's a like photo. they take a picture, yeah, and then they manipulate the photo. So, like, I guess, like, take a photo and then just cut your ass in half or some shit, or uh, oh, okay, crap, put a filter very, on you. Yeah, it's a, it's a very <laughs> modern like technique. That's why it's the kudos. Cyrus, Cyrus would probably go crazy. You ever <laughs> seen this nigga's damn photoshops? I don't know what this nigga gonna have that fucking technique. Cyrus done. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put uh, put a niggas next to the XX Tentacion shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Cyrus, if you have a little body and a big ass head, you are gonna die. <laughs> That's gonna be they end up living via their technique. But Joe goes like, I will save you, Sukuna. And he feeds him ten fingers all at once. Um, which revives Sukuna. To which Sukuna... And he knows Sukuna's revived because his arm gets cut off immediately. <laughs> he's just got... He's like, oh shit, I guess Sukuna's back. He takes a step back. Um, Sukuna tells everyone, take a knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jogo did not take a knee knee enough for this. <laughs> yeah, very, oh, low key, very disrespectful. Like I'm your OG. Your head need to be beyond the flow. <laughs> You're like damn, man. You listen, you done spent this entire series meat riding crazy, ride nuts, ride nuts, man. And you just and you finally appear. Are you not gonna show the respect? Mm. All right. Cuts his head off. Cuts a little volcano shit off. Um, gave him a low boy. <laughs> yeah, gave him a little high, t- you know, low top fade. Um, he says he walks up to the girls and he says, "What? The- <laughs> like he's a fucking genie? <laughs> what is it that you request of me?" And she's like, "We want you. <laughs> we know where another finger is, and we'll give you that finger if you kill Suguru Ghetto." And he's like. Bring your heads up, ladies. <laughs> and immediately chops. <laughs> One of them in half and says, essentially, like, don't you ever think that you could bribe me with a fucking finger? <laughs> yeah. Or me to do like... anything, essentially. Um, you could never bribe me to do anything. And the other girl is like, let me pull out my cell phone real quick. And she gets turned into cubed steak. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. She... <laughs> she gets turned into all types of pieces. A whole jigsaw puzzle at this point. Um, and then he turns over to turns over to Jogo. And he's like, yo, Jogo, what do you want? What wish can I grant you? How can I murder you in a million ways? And Jogo's like, listen, I don't, even, I don't want nothing from you. I just want curses to rule the world. And then Sakuda's like, hmm, if you can lay a hand on me, I will do anything that you want. I'll be your subordinate. I'll do anything that you want. So now I end this with the question is, is Sakuna a Saiyan? <laughs> Gotta be. He uh, loves fighting, bro. Yeah. I love it. I love it. He ready. I think that's why he fucks with Magumi so much. He, he fucks with a nigga that's ready to crash out. <laughs> He's like, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 he's the same way. He got the same mentality of just like, are we gonna fight about it or not? I uh, 
I do like how he goes about this, just like his ideology about like, oh, is that all you want? That's kind of fucking lame. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he gets ready to get active. <laughs> listen, he showed up and absolutely is like, listen, every time he's shown up, he's fought someone. That's just is what it is. He mm-hmm. showed up in the second episode. He fought Gojo and was like, "Listen, let me test my strength. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him back in, in a million episodes. I promise you." Um, he shows up. He fights Megumi. Sees the potential in him. Is like, "I like this guy. I'm gonna keep. A, I got an eye on this one." Now he shows up and he wants to fight Gojo because he also feels like he has potential. Mind you, Gojo's like a million years old. <laughs> um, he's one of the curses who looks old, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, we'll get to the battle in itself because the battle is quite a spectacle in itself. We'll get into the next episode. Um, but until then, this is where we're rounding off episode 39 of Jujutsu Kaisen. We will finish up everything on the next episode. Um, kind of thoughts about, before we before we head out, what's kind of everyone's thoughts on how this arc is progressing thus far? Um, Cyrus, from you kind of like watching it for the first time recently, and, uh, um, I think that it's coming off extremely well. Um, I think, especially like, you know, in our discord, uh, that you could join. I don't know the link. Sorry. But, um, ask me for the link. This isn't an open invite thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta be vetted. Yeah. But it's just like, I do like how everything is kind of like handled. Um, cause there's so much that goes on in this and then like stuff that happens in the future. And I think like this kind of lays everything out very clearly for me. Um, motivations and then, you know, silly ideals that motherfucker might have or anything like that. Like I, it, it just comes off extremely well to me. Like I think um, JJK is real good. It's, it's the goods. Yeah. I think like so far in this, um, in this arc, like there's not a moment where you kind of, rest easy um it just it it out the gate it just keeps you super engaged and i think for an arc that has as high as the stakes as it does that is something that you want from it um and it's doing it in in a in a way where i think that sometimes when things are moving so fast paced that the story gets left out uh but this is not the case for this one is like somehow some way they're able to stay as um stay at the pace that they're at but still tie in so much storytelling and like you said character development and like you see so many characters go above you know their own limits or even to see them get challenged in a way where you're like well i haven't seen them you know have to struggle that much so in this moment you're like like i said the 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 way that the the story is able to progress in in high stake moments is amazing to me yeah there's a both of you guys are right spot on on this there's a lot of things going on in the shibuya incident it's a very long arc this it it went on for a minute in the manga and for them to be able to adapt this and still kind of make it very cohesive give it clear um, expand some moments where you feel like characters needed that little, that extra moment or that extra few minutes of a fight to kind of like either showcase the fight or showcase an ability about the character themselves or showcase anything about them till you get more invested within it um, has been great thus far. I think everything past this, we're going to get into mostly just fights and stuff, but it lends to a lot of development of these actual characters themselves. And it's, 
taking out this this arc will be um especially this part of the arc will probably be most known for the ceiling of gojo but it's also so many different characters get their moment get their shine and go through a lot of um turmoil to come out the other side hopefully stronger so that's kind of it for this arc for right now we will be back next episode we're going to finish up i think it's like episode 40 through 48 i forget how many episodes there are now 47 maybe um we're going to talk about the remaining episodes of this which includes the fight between yuji and mayuto which includes the grand conclusion for this which includes fucking sukuna versus (laughs) jogo which is nuts in itself um so many things coming up Thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, you can follow us at the Lookout RNC. You can follow us on the Lookout on RNC Radio. Um, you can listen to Cyrus here next week, and also you can listen to him on the War Report on the A Show Network. Make sure you stay tuned to that if you're a fan of NXT and AEW. Um, and yeah, we got more coming up. Any final words from you guys? Just stay tuned. Like I said, next week we got some other big announcements. Uh... We're excited for the things that we got planned for this year. I mean, shoot, after this, we got one little, one more little special bonus episode before we get into my personal favorite anime of all time. Uh, so, yeah, you know, keep your eyes on the lookout. Anything from you, Cyrus? You got the floor. Um, I can't wait to talk about manga spoilers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> manga spoilers will be there next week guys if you're if you're a fan of the manga spoilers it'll definitely be a bonus episode next week so stay tuned yeah, that's that's what i'm looking forward towards <laughs> of course all. all right thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you guys next week take care <laughs>